0: I understand if you are a business owner who has to have hourly employees that you don't have a lot of flexibility in the IRS tax laws. However, there are many positions within a small business that could be either a 1099 employee or a W-2 employee. So today we are going to deep dive into the topic of should I hire a W-2 employee or a 1099 employee? From the business owner's perspective, is it faster to hire one or the other? Is it, from the business owner's perspective, better quality candidates to hire one or the other? And finally, will it be cheaper if I hire one or the other? This is the topic for today's episode. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Better Business Podcast, where we help you improve your family-owned retail business. I'm with my co-host today, Chris Fox from Fox Strategy, the marketing genius. And my name is Steve Cook. I'm a third generation business owner. And with the things I've learned and talk about on this show, I've taken my family's retail business to over $10 million in sales. Now let's get to the show. Hello and welcome. On today's episode, we are talking about the difference in hiring W-2 employees, or 1099 freelancers as most people call them. The IRS defines a 1099 employee as an independent contractor or freelancer. Companies or clients hire these employees to work on a specific project or to fill a short-term need the majority of the time. Rather than that, A W-2 employee is internal employees um, that receive uh, contract labor and complete uh, a position which is never temporary and rather than being temporary goes on an annual salary basis or an hourly wage. So Chris, today we're talking about the difference in hiring those and I want to preface this with the understanding that. Obviously, we would hope that everyone would do this legally, um, but there is, I think, so much flexibility in the law around not these people that you need at your business to wait on customers, not these people that you need at your business to um, work on just an hourly basis, but I think that there is so much flexibility Between these people that you work with on your marketing, people that you work with on your uh, CPA bookkeeping type of services, um, on delivery purposes, on all this different wide range of things that you can use employees in a different capacity. And I want to talk about the um, difference between those uh, two positions. First initial thoughts, what do you think? I think this is a great
1: question that a lot of business owners, um, especially, you know, family owned businesses who may be trying to grow, uh, they face and and they have to ask themselves this question a lot. Should I commit and make a real hire and add somebody to my team? Um, Or, you know, can I find a a contractor or freelancer that I can count on? And um, because those roles are so different um, and the law treats them differently as well, Uh, business owners ask themselves that question all the time and and have a decision to make with every role. So it's a great topic.
0: I think we also have a pretty uh, unique perspective between us two, because uh, for the most part, I'd say 95% of our employees are uh, W-2 employees. And is it 100% of your employees are 1099, right? Yeah, So I thought that it might be kind of a cool uh, uh, difference there with with the way that we run our businesses um, that we can kind of uh, counter back and forth on, on those two.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So the, the first thing that I wanted to uh, bring up is the difference in speed and ability to hire these two from a business owner's perspective. And again, this is all things created equal. Let's say that you have the flexibility and the tax laws and things like that, whatever um, on that part. But um, and, and also I want to say that really the, the, um, savings, I believe I looked up that there's a 7% savings that you have, um, hiring a 1099 person versus a W2. Um, but a lot of times you would have to hire a per independent contractor for a little bit more than you would a W2 employee. So, um, you know, I want to say, I'm to throw the financial aspect out of it. I want to throw the, uh, the tax laws out of it and just talk about if you have all things created equal, what would be the best advantage? So. On a hiring standpoint, you know, I want to talk about which one do you think is faster to hire. Um, from my point of view, if you are in need of an employee, um, and this is probably a wisdom thing more than it is a um, <laughs> anything else, but I have found that I have struggled when I hired a 1099 employee out of desperation and speed, oftentimes that job um, the characteristics of that job and the requirements I need for that job are not set up properly. I, mm. I forgot to give the person the right um, requirements and things like that. Um, and with the W-2 employee, I feel like um, if I hire quickly and they're on an hourly wage, it's easier to just keep a W-2 employee busy because they're on an hourly wage and they're there and you you know continue to uh, work on the different things that they're responsible for. But um, as far as the speed of hiring, I feel like it's way easier to hire a W two employee, um, and it's faster to hire them, um, perhaps. Um, and you know, I guess like there's things like Upwork and things like that that make hiring a ten ninety nine um, faster. But as far as getting rid of them. A W-2 employee, I feel like, is incredibly harder to, um, if you don't have a good relationship with that person, way harder to get rid of than a 1099. Um, obviously, a 1099, you can just say, I don't have any more work for you. And a W-2 employee, you have to have just cause for letting them go. You have to go through verbal warnings, written warnings, things like that. Um, so talk about the, the speed of hiring um, from your standpoint. Uh, what, what are some of the things that you've seen with that? Yeah, I think – Speed
1: is such a good question about the whole thing, Steve. And so a, mem- a moment ago, you said you think it's a wisdom issue. And I think I know what you mean by that. From a perspective of a business owner hiring to, f- to fill a position or to do some work, the perspective of hiring an employee and bringing them on as a W-2 you know member of the team, I think that as business owners, we kind of invest more thought and intention into that relationship because we know we're making a hire. And that's why it might seem easier to onboard a W-2 employee and make them part of the team because almost subconsciously, we're looking at that as a more important onboarding process, right? So they might, like you said, um, keep busy by doing some things all around the business and Little do we know they're actually getting this wide picture of what our business is and what other roles are doing while we onboard them and bring them up to speed for their position. Um, by by contrast, I think that a lot of business owners look at a 1099 hire because it is often so project-based or, you know, uh, time-based, we need you for a specific amount of time. Um, we don't look at it as, as a that high of an onboarding level. And so we kind of reduce Probably subconsciously, we reduce the um, amount of effort or intention we're going to put into bringing that person on board. Again, a, a lot I've done this because I'm, I'm asking you to do this one thing. I don't really need you to know anything about, else about our business or about what we're doing. So sometimes it can seem harder, I think, to find somebody to do that one thing. And then when they get there, it almost seems like a heavier lift because. The expectation, probably on them and and on you, is let's just go. This is the project you're here for, so let's do this one thing. So I think it's almost a perception difference um, on our part as business owners. And so one of the things that I've done with our uh, contractors or freelancers, um, and Steve's right, everybody um, on our team is a is a contractor. Um, what I've started to do is actually create an onboarding experience even for our contractors and so our 1099 employees um, they come on board and go through the same onboarding that um, i would expect a w-2 hire to go through um, and that way they understand our business as a whole they can maybe get a better picture of how their participation and their hard work is actually benefiting uh, the business as a whole and, and generating revenue, that's always really important, connecting with your employees, the straight line from their good work to higher revenue for your company. So I think it's a perspective thing it, when it comes down to speed. I think either can be fast, but it, what level of intentionality are we trying to bring to that role is a question that business owners need to ask themselves.
0: Man, I think anybody that hasn't had a good experience with a 1099 person could perhaps, um, of course, there's lazy people and all that. You know, I don't want to say that that's not going to happen, but I think from my perspective that. I, a lot of times, have not treated my 1099 people as I try to treat a W2 employee, mm-hmm. like part of my family and, you know, like you said, showing them behind the scenes, this is what I do what I do, and this is a little bit more about our business or whatever, and um, at the end of the day, no matter how you pay somebody, The more you make them feel a part of your team and the more you make them feel a part of your family, whether you pay them on a project basis or an hourly basis or whatever, um, they're going to work harder for you. They're going to, you know, care more about you and your business. They're going to, you know, on and on and on. So I think that that is a huge miss by a lot of people that they treat their 1099 people as some vendor. Um, and, and I have strong opinions on vendors too. I think you should treat them well. And, um things like that. So anyways, I think that's a huge myth for a lot of people. The question I have in my mind is the next, kind of the next uh, thought process that I had with this is, what do you think about getting the type of quality of person? Do you think that a W-2 employee, and obviously we're speaking in generalities here, but do you think a W-2 employee, generally speaking, is a better or worse quality than a 1099 employee? What are your thoughts?
1: Oh man, just... My initial thought is I've Did heard horror stories. you answer this like a politician? No, no, no. Yeah. I, I know you <laughs> just hate just, those political <laughs> answers, but I really have heard horror stories on both sides. Um, uh-huh. And and so I almost would say, here's the deal. It, it kind of comes back to you as the business owner. How, how are you going about hiring um, no matter which kind of employee you're hiring? And I'll, I'll just say this, when I think of, when I talk to people about our team at Fox Strategies, I always kind of refer to all of our contractors as a bench. So I just tell people I, I put a lot of time and effort into building a good bench of contractors. So we, as a marketing firm, have content creators. Um, you know, we have videographers, we have copywriters, um, we have web developers. And I really... Take a lot of time to find those contractors or 1099, you know, potential uh, team members, and cultivate that relationship. So I'm even before I'm trying to uh, vend out work or hire a, a contractor or freelancer for a project, I'm trying to build a relationship with someone to determine: Are you good at what you do? And from a 1099 side, that's huge because for anybody out there looking to hire a 1099 contractor or freelancer, they should have some proof of the work they've done before. You know, so if you're hiring Mm -hmm. somebody for web development, if you're hiring somebody as a 1099 employee, um, you know, to, to do sales or to work in your business at whatever position or project you're asking them to do, they should be able to show you somehow that they've done good work for other businesses. And that's something I think that I like to look for Um, almost as like a resume so if you're going to make a w-2 hire you know that person's likely coming on full-time or part-time it'll be either their main job or or one of two jobs and so you're looking at a resume that says here's what we did at our last careers right and you're going to call references and you're going to check all that out well on the 1099 side it's the same thing if they have testimonials or references i can call and check those or talk to someone who's hired them before But I always, for sure, at minimum, want to see that work that they did for someone else um, or that work that they did for themselves. You know, maybe it's just a portfolio, um, if they're a photographer or if they're, um, you know, whatever, maybe even like a farrier, probably on your end, if you're talking about a horse business, somebody who's a contractor, a freelancer, going to provide a service. Who did you work for or what have you done to demonstrate your expertise? I think that's one major win to try to go after quality people is just like a resume on the w-2 side what is your portfolio or your project listing or your testimonials that you've had from past clients as a freelancer that's something that we should be asking for as business owners
0: if i think about the quality of a person um you know, and I'm not talking about, um, or I guess I, I guess you would lump this in if they're going to steal from you or morals or whatever. You know, but when I think about quality in general, typically most of the time people are talking about how hard do they work, are they lazy or not? You know, and that's what I think a lot of people are. What can I get the most bang for my buck? Are they going to work harder if they're W-2 or 1099? And when I think about that, I think about if someone wants to be an hourly person, they are trading time for money. And it's up to how they were raised. It's up to what they've made their mind up to be as far as a hard worker. But when you are talking about a 1099 person, they have made the decision that they can be given a set amount of work and they can get that done in a set amount of time with their own self-control, with their own putting their own time, their own schedule together, their own, you know, blah, blah, blah. And in my mind, I, that is why I always want to hire a 1099 person if I'm given the opportunity because that is someone who has said, give me this much money for this amount of work and I will get that done. If it takes me longer, so be it. If it doesn't take me that long, you know, good for me. And I'm I'm, I'm okay with that too. Um, so in my mind, I think that, a ten ninety nine. If you have the choice, a ten ninety nine person, you'll get a higher quality person most of the time um, because they they're not comfortable with trading time for uh, t- trading time for money. Um, that's just my opinion.
1: I think you're right there. I mean, you're 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 basically saying these are the people who are willing to hustle, um, and I think that you're
0: because they're putting I... their money on the line. If not. If they they say something's going to cost $200 and it takes them four weeks to do it, they're willing to bet that they can get it done, you know, in a certain amount of time.
1: And as a business owner, you know, any of our family business listeners or retail listeners, uh, as a business owner, when you work with a contractor or a freelancer, a 1099 employee, you're getting to work with another business ownership minded individual most times. And that's, I think, a lot easier for business owners to build in that kind of relationship where and we're headed here we're going to talk about whether or not it's cheaper but where the mindset is this freelancer takes on all of that worry about yeah time and schedule and taxes and and everything and it really is you kind of get this hyper focus on the project you know so before where we were saying there's a risk where you might um, alienate that person a little bit and 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 subconsciously see them as like, less than a team member because they're so hyper focused on that project well now it also can be a pro because there's just they don't have to worry about anything else and you don't have to worry about anything else you get to you get to focus on that project
0: yeah 100 um you alluded to it a moment ago but um let's talk about why uh which employees are cheaper i am uh quoting the tax laws loosely, but a business is typically able to save 7% um, of taxes, not having to pay. I can't remember exactly what it is, Social Security and a few other things Mm. when you have a 1099 person that you've employed versus a W-2. So a business is able to save a little bit of money, but typically most of us would agree. I think that a 1099 person, you pay a little bit more most of the time than you would a per hour person. So. I in our business, I've agreed that I think you know a ten ninety nine person as mo- as much as I can, I would hire a ten ninety nine person. But um, with a lot of positions that we have, we don't we're not we don't have the capability of of making all of our employees because they're doing very much you know waiting yeah. on people to come in and things like that. But you do have the choice um, in your business. Why? Do you think that it's cheaper? Do you think do you like the ability to pay somebody for a project or a, a job instead of a a per hour basis? or why did why have you mm. made the decision um, to do that in your business? Great, great question.
1: and and I love that you looked up that stat. It's so let me say this, cheaper can always mean financially cheaper, but let's also talk about and acknowledge that cheaper can also be, energy and time cheaper too, right? And so I think that's an important part of this aspect. For example, one of the reasons, like you said, that you have W-2 employees in many of your positions is because you have to dictate those schedules. Um, And that's an important distinction in the tax code. The IRS defines a 1099 employee um, as somebody who cannot be asked to be at a specific place over time or for a specific time. So for example, you can't dictate to a 1099 employee, this is your schedule, show up to our retail location and do this project. Um, that that, by very definition means you've got a W-2 employee or that's how you should be reporting them. So I think you're right, your, your retail locations and, and the fact that you have an open set of hours that people need to be um, available for very much pushes you in that W-2 direction, then when when you ask me, I have the choice, I would say it's pretty easy choice for me right out of the gate because so much of what we do um, as a marketing firm is project-based. Um, and that would be, for example, I don't have to have um, someone in a building ready to receive a customer. Those interactions happen via email or on the phone or Zoom or something like that. Um, Instead, what we do is allocate our contractors or freelancers to various projects. And then we're able to follow the law by saying, here are our deliverables. This is our end result, what we want, and we determine when we want it. So maybe we want it every Friday. Maybe we want it by the 15th of the month, whatever it is. Now you go and create those deliverables and I've given you some expectations and some you know, uh, policies to follow about the quality of your work and how you're gonna go about it. But like you said at the top of the episode, when they do it, from where they do it, and, and to some extent how they accomplish it is entirely up to them, which is exactly what defines that freelancer, that 1099 employee. So from our end, I would I would be wasting money If I hired them and, and not even paid them just to sit around, but, but paid those additional taxes, paid those, you know, um, fees to process their payroll, those kinds of things, I would be wasting money on that because so much of our work is project focused. So I think any listener who's trying to decide how, you know, which should I hire, um, I think, mean, first of all, we have to say, none of this is, you know, actual HR legal advice. We're not lawyers. We're, we're not tax accountants. Um, but you have to decide is what I'm doing much more centered around the deliverable and the end result. And, and I don't actually care how, when or where it gets done, or do I need someone to be at a specific place at a specific time to do uh, specific things? Yes. But also part of the, part of it's just being there and, and, Doing customer service, greeting anybody that walks in. Um, so that's prob- probably why I would say that we go for 1099. Sure, it's cheaper financially, it's much cheaper on time. Um, and then back to our discussion of quality, because I'm because I'm not the sole business involved or responsible for developing this person, this employee uh, and their talent and their skill. They also are working with other clients or have the opportunity to do so. They are responsible for developing their skills. So I just kind of get to go and pick um, the ideal freelancers and contractors I work with and and hopefully get the best because of that. Um, so I think that's that's kind of why I would say, yes, it's cheaper in money, but it's also cheaper in my time and energy as
0: well. Man, I would echo those thoughts completely, especially when you said the project base um, I was thinking about your business in particular when you tell a client such and such is going to cost this much um, you're at an incredible amount of risk if you just assume you can get something done in this amount of time with an employee um, but when you ask an employee how much can you do this for that really mitigates your risk and I was thinking about construction um, mm. you know if you're able to have somebody say this is how much it would cost me to you know do this amount of labor Labor or whatever, doing that on the project versus time, um, I think that that would be incredible. Anything where you are having to bid on something, um, man, I think that that would be so useful and so helpful for a business owner to have their costs fixed and. You know the the person that's doing it them be able to um, put that in their court because they're the ones that are responsible for being able to do something in a certain amount of time or not they're, they're the ones that is actually doing it so to put that ball in their court versus yours i think is is a um big time uh flexibility thing that you should utilize if you can uh, with the tax code and if you do have a w-2 employee I think it should be tied to profit as much as possible because then that will help them not uh, waste time as as much as possible. So, um, yeah. I think if everybody's pulling in the same direction to uh, save money or save time or whatever it might be, that that's when everyone is happy. Uh, closing thoughts? Yeah, actually, I wanna
1: um, I wanna make a a quick book recommendation. Um, Ooh.
0: Bones so it's
1: christopher yeah absolutely if you this may be reversed but it's called business made simple and here's the thing the whole book's outstanding um you definitely should read it if you're running a family business starting a business of any kind but in our conversation today the thing that um it reminded me of is in the beginning of this book the very first thing that uh he does is walk through the 10 characteristics of a value-driven professional and one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite aspects of this. And th- by the way, this when I mentioned our onboarding um, process, this is what I'm talking about. Uh, when I hire a new contractor or start to work with someone on a regular basis, um, I read this book with them, and we have just like a weekly check-in to go over what we thought about each part. Um, and I just kind of walk them through. This is how I run my business, and this is what I expect. But um, one of the things that he says in this book that's uh, maybe even a little bit controversial, I would love to know in the comments if you, if you agree, um, any employees, so that would be W-2 or freelance, that your business employs or hires, your expectation of them should be that they create a 10x return on investment in, from their salary, whatever you paid them, to your uh, top line revenue for the year. And so if, if you're working with a 1099 person on a project and, and over the project, you're gonna pay them $10,000, you need to seriously ask yourself, is this project and that person, the work they do gonna make you $100,000 in the 12 months following that project? Um, and that's a big number. It's a number to work up to for sure. But, but the reason that I tell employees that, and really I, I don't tell them, we read it in the book and they kind of take it in for themselves, is because I want my people, even if they're a contractor or a freelancer or a W2 employee, even if they're in customer service and they feel like they're just kind of waiting around for something to happen, I need to change that mindset to say, everything you do when you're clocked in or you're working for this business is affecting our revenue and that top line number. And so if you have in your mind how you're affecting that, that's gonna impact how you do your work whether that's faster, whether it's more, whether it's you know taking on projects I wasn't asked to do, any of that stuff. So inside the 10 characteristics of a value-driven professional, that's something I want my employees to, to emulate is my job here is to get a return, is to make this company money. How am I doing that today, right now, either in the step of this project or in this hour of my shift? So Business Made Simple is an outstanding read.
0: Dude, thank you so much. I think that was a great point. I also think that uh, it is something to remind employees. I think a lot of times employees, if they ha- have zero background in business or they have zero background in understanding revenue versus profit and things like yeah. that, that they see, I've literally had employees tell me before, well, you don't understand. You're making millions of dollars. I'm like, listen, that's in sales, That has nothing to do with, you know, what is taken home. And I think that just that point alone to point out to someone that, um, y- you know, that you have to make way more than what you are actually paid for me to see any of that. And if I don't see any money, your job is pointless. <laughs> um, that is the that's the point of a for profit business. Um, so Anyways, uh, appreciate you pointing that out. Thank you for the episode today. Thank you for listening to the episode today about hiring a W-2 employee or a 1099 freelancer. Hope that you will interact with us in the comments and let us know if you completely disagree or not. Thank you for listening to this episode with me and Chris Fox from Fox Strategies.